loved Mariah Carey when I was younger, when I was a kid. I don't know, I think I was 14, 15, singing Mariah Carey songs. Really getting up there. I used to have an amazing range, thanks to people like Mariah Carey. How many times did I give in? How many battles can you win? Oh, don't beg for mercy tonight, tonight. Cause I can't take anymore. Just turn away. Don't make it down. Baby, I don't love you Gee, some of that gymnastics she does is really, really difficult. I haven't even got my own flexibility back in my voice, let alone Mariah Carey's. But anyway, great song, Everything Fades Away. One of the last tracks on the album, I think, Music Box. Um, not sure, actually, if I was a kid. I might have been 21, just breaking up with someone and listening to it over and over and over again. I don't really remember, but it was around the same time I wrote Wish You Would Say, one of my originals. Same relationship, I think. Memory is cool, the more you dig into it, the more you get out of it. But it's this body thing, isn't it? So you can't trust anything that you think, really. We have to reevaluate our values. Now I'm going to go listen to this and see if you guys can hear a word I'm saying. That music is really loud. Bye-bye. Up next, a rune reading. Hey, good morning, Mr. Illuminark. How are you? How are you? Hey, hey, hey. There you are. Uh, in the middle of one thing, just give me a moment. Yeah, you're right. When I'm a mentor, so anytime. I've been so, looking, hey, forward, looking forward to catching up with you. <laughs> yeah, so since you're trying to catch up from the other side of the planet, right? Yeah, well, I go through cycles about once a year where I switch over to being a nighttime person or a morning person so because of my bipolar so i'm a weirdo uh don't worry about being bipolar i'm a little bit more bipolar oh i'm one of the worst bipolars i know but um we can have a competition if you like you want to let's go come on (laughs) an oppression olympics So, uh, so what you been up to for the Christmas season? What was that? What have you been up to for the Christmas season? Well, I don't celebrate Christmas. And it's not okay. a religious thing. But right. um, the, the thing is, is mainly because uh, I, I've read a lot of the scriptures and I have a feeling that Christ was born probably closer to October than he was December. Well, um, the, the Christmas holiday is an appropriated pagan holiday in any case. 
So yeah, um, it was because it's a pagan first pagan holiday. I don't yeah. celebrate. So right. So what uh, what religion do you practice in? Well, that's where I'm going to lose a lot of people. Joe's no, it. don't. You're not losing anybody. I'm. We're having a conversation here. I'm. I'm interested to know what's your background. Well, uh, I was baptized as Jehovah's Witness. Right. Um, I, I am a poorly practicing Jehovah's Witness. I, I'm okay, not... that's so cool. Um, I'm. I'm interested to speak more with you on, on that subject. Um, I'm a converted Christian myself so i i don't practice christianity any longer i was born again at age 14 and saved by a church and i didn't really have a good experience with it um and now i find myself more pagan and more um shamanistic you could call it self-directed kind of yeah, but you're also in a portion of the world where uh shamanistic brings you closer to aboriginal which is closer to the land and and yeah, that's... and my girls are Aboriginal also. They have part Aboriginal um, blood. So I think since I've had them, I've had more of a connection to it than I'm, I'm used to having. Yeah, I can understand that. And yeah. see, I don't fault anybody for whatever religion they choose. Yeah, me either. Me either. As long as it doesn't uh, practice the, the, the uh, destruction of innocence or, yeah. or uh, um, just general blood-scale murder, um, I'm really kind of peace with whatever you choose to do is you and whatever I choose to do is me. And yeah, my nan used to, my nan used to say this, this old thing. She used to say, let bygones be bygones. She used to say to me all the time. And it took me years to understand it. Like, even though I looked up the word, I still don't really know what a bygone is, but I know that you're just supposed to live and live and let live. Yeah. It's bygones. Um, the root of it used to be in times gone by. Right. But because there was a difference between the way English was structured and the way German was structured, it became right. bygones. Because right, okay, cool. It was just a matter of the, the syntax of the rest of the world yep. and the syntax of English are not yeah. the same. No, we're not. It's, it's the and English has so many different versions. It, it's amazingly stunning. Like you get to play as a wordsmith. You know, I'm a songwriter. I get to play around with it, and and buggerize around with it. Really, I get to do whatever I want with it. I get the poetic well, license. That makes you a writer, or that makes you a, a possibly an author, but at least a writer, because you can't yeah. be a writer if you haven't done a little damage to the language. Yeah, I love that. Where'd you get that from? That's awesome. My father. Oh, your father was a very wise man. I love it. Right. You, so he say said, it again. He said, you cannot be a writer unless you've done a little damage to the language. You cannot be a writer unless you've done a little damage to the language. I love it. I'm, I'm yeah, borrowing that. <laughs> so he cool. used to joke, about, joke with people, and they didn't know not to take him seriously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was a very impotent man. Right. My, my father was, was funny too. He, he used to just preface every conversation. And for a while in my youth, I did too, by saying to new people that he'd meet, now, don't ever take me seriously. And that would be it. And then he'd make a joke, but a little one. And then later on, he'd just start being real silly, you know. 
and and just to see where people were at. And I loved my dad's style with people. Well, as I, I love, I missed most of the time with my father. Mm. My father, I, I was estranged from at age ten. Oh, that's my a shame. Why? Well, sorry, then, I didn't catch that. That by my mother, she 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 oh. told me things about my father that weren't true. Right. They were proven to be false. Right. You know, the thing was that she wanted me to destroy my father. In fact, she twisted me into a knot until I almost stabbed my father to death. Oh, wow. She got me so enraged over something that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I understand outrage culture because of that. Right, yeah. I understand that you can get so incensed by something that you lose your capacity to be reasonable. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And for some of us on a daily basis, even, um, and you've got to know when those moments are and really be able to step back. And that takes some wisdom and some age, really. It takes, think... it takes a lot. Of, also takes about 30 years of uh, therapy. <laughs> I couldn't afford a therapist. I did the hard knocks version of therapy. <laughs> well, well, luckily, luckily, I live in the United States, mm. and for as much as people say that there's not full coverage of insurance and whatnot, fact is is that I have 100% coverage. I yes, I'm disabled, so I get the old person's insurance, which allows me to cover almost everything. That's great. Um, but it's really uh, 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 an interesting thing, you know, because my father was a great man, but my mother hated him. My mother hated him because of her best friend. Okay. Her best friend didn't like her husband and pitched her husband and convinced that for my mother's safety and liberation she oh, should no. pitch oh no right pitch yeah. the man 14 to 15 hours a day because mm. he was never home for her oh, and yes, it's like wait a minute working 15 16 17 hours a day that's a terrible thing to happen so, and i know to keep Sorry. the roof over your head the food on everybody's table yeah right and you can't respect that Okay, yeah, yeah, it's be hard. You, you, you know? yeah, yeah, and destroyed my this woman destroyed my family mm. by putting the worm in my mother's ear about how to truly be liberated was to be free of a man and and the oppression they cause. And it's like, wait a minute, my father's been in the congressional record twice. What does that mean for? for He's done. Sorry? Okay. My father's been in the con- U.S. congressional record yeah. twice for being noted for things he did for charity. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Okay, good. He's, he was the first, the largest, and the, I think the third largest caravan of relief supplies that when Chicago was hit by a really bad storms and whatnot, and Chicago had problems, he sent in a caravan of trucks. I realized my father used to own a trucking company. 
Uh, he right. sent in a caravan of trucks full of relief supplies. Right. And he didn't only get the relief supplies together. It was that he was the start of it, and other people yeah, hitched right. onto his wagon and added yeah. other stuff That's to what he was able to do. But because he was the initiator, he got some credit for being the uh, uh, a civilian yeah. that brought first and third largest relief caravans in U.S. history. You must be very proud. Yes, uh, relief caravans. So my father was a, uh, an incredible man. I wish yeah. I had known him. I wish I had known him better. Yeah, right. Um, and my mother, she's a little twisted. But, you know, that's she has good reason for being twisted. Right. It's not good why she has reasons. She just has good reasons. Yeah. You know, she was uh, abused as a child and such. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, that kind of twists, that, that kind of puts somebody's head in a really oh, bad it space. Definitely it does. Yes. Yes, it definitely does. Sir. You know, and so, so it's like, um, you know, I've endured childhood abuse. You know, my mother endured it. Yeah. My uncle. What do you What do you it. think of it being an, a generational thing and a, and a and a curse? What do you think of it? I understand why it's the hardest thing to break the chain. Right. And how have you managed to do it in your life? If you don't ever get shown a good way to do things. Yep. Yep. All you ever have is the vile things that you know yep. to you. Yep. And, and so it, it's easier to walk down the road you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than to walk in a dangerous place yes. where you should feel safe. And that's, that is a, you know, it's a weird, it's like you, when you feel like you're walking on eggshells and every eggshell is a hand grenade yes. and you're supposed to be in a safe place. Yes. You learn to just, walk on those eggshells very fucking successfully, don't you? Excuse my French, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You learn to tiptoe and you, and, and you, you eventually learn how you can dance in a minefield with a bag mm -hmm. pulled over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Marcus, can, I, can I sing you a song? A little song? Absolutely. Feel free. Okay, hang on. Just let me finish my puffing on my smoke because I was doing this with my listening smoke because that's one of my parts <laughs> that I know. How to listen is I roll the smoke and listen. Mm. But I don't waste them anymore because they're terribly expensive. Um, so here's this song anyway. I wrote it when I was a little ill and it goes just like this. I am someone with impeccable timing, but it's not exactly my fault. I am blessed with a sense of direction that will leave me indirectly absolved. I am sick of the nothingness people complain about inside my brain. But if it weren't for a fallow moment now and then I'd drive myself insane. Here's the chorus. Do, 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 don't because I just will won't because sometimes apologies somewhat expectedly suck eggs badly. There you go. It, it had another verse. It had another verse. But when I was in hospital after I wrote it, one of the ambulance drivers who I met once after that 
um, said to me, you were amazing. She said, you put a jug of water on your head, you danced around in a circle and you didn't spill a drop and the jug did not fall off your head once and you were dancing and stomping because I have this little stompy thing that I do with it. I can't do it anymore. I'm too old and my, my hips and stuff are broken. But, um, yeah, so when I was, I think I was around about 20, 21, 22 when I was writing a lot and wrote that and ended up in hospital and trod that path that's less travelled. Um, again, because I started into my hospital career when I was um, 17. I, I understand having a career of visiting hospitals. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, well, I, I have congestive heart failure. I thought you had okay. COPD. Sorry. COPD as well, but right. I have okay. congestive heart failure okay, is my right. primary problem. Right. I have an enlarged heart. Yep. Which means I have a very big heart. Yep. Yeah. Problem is, it works too hard yep. and it's killing me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you're just getting less time per per day than other people because you, uh, yeah. you, your body needs to regenerate and in order to regenerate your body needs to sleep and when you're sleeping yeah, you're getting the best rest 20 hours which is yeah. why i'm sleeping approximately 20 hours a day yeah you know, I sleep I, a lot I get too. three or four good ones i get three or four good ones eight good hours in a day sometimes five if i'm really lucky yeah. And then all of a sudden the sun sets and I'm off. It's like it, yeah. it's like somebody shuts off a light switch, and when they turn out, when when the uh, great offending ball in the sky has turned <laughs> to sleep. So, yeah, um, right. That's good. That's a good way of looking at it. The great offending the ball in the sky. Yeah. Well. Oh, you know, I'm not very big on daylight. Yeah, um, me either. I'm a nighttime person too. So, so I, I I've got that uh, that love hate relationship. We you know we've been playing hide and seek for for, for fifty years. Um, me and the sun. <laughs> so you're a bit of a vampire. Is that what you're telling me, Michael? Uh, no, no, more 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 werewolf than a white vampire. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yeah. Werewolf, werewolf. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so, right. so the a, point behind you doing the good morning, because you do the good morning and the good morning all the time, um, <laughs> is there a point of that for, for you for physio? Because I've always thought that every time I've heard it, I've thought he does that just to see how long he can hold it for. Sometimes it's just a matter of, of personal training. Just to, yeah, right. I yeah. have COPD, I have a ruptured lung. Right. I, 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 I shouldn't be able to sing mm -hmm. or hold a note or anything, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, you know, my good morning, you know, yeah, when I hold yeah. it for an extended period, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that whole thing is, is really just a, a, an attempt to test myself. Yeah, I know. I love it so much. I love it so much because I do similar things uh, with I'm my students. Some people say it's like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, uh, no, I love it. I love it. I, it it's groovy um, to me. It's groovy, baby. It's groovy. Um, and, and when you ring me and do it, I'm like, publish straight away. And Lulu goes, why do you have to keep publishing that? I'm like, because I really like it. If you, if you if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And, and I can send you good mornings more often. 
happily. <laughs> it's actually because I, I was thinking that maybe that was a title I wanted to show on Anchor was uh, Mr. Good Morning. Yeah, you know, I think, because... yeah, like I said before, because you've sent me that um, short message before, and I think you already are Mr. Good Morning on Anchor. I don't think there's another. And even if there was, there wouldn't be one like you. So I like there's... I like Illuminar. That's pretty cool. Too. There are eight, eight to ten people who might say that. People in our circle. It's like it's me, you, Maria Humphreys. Um, I don't know if you listen to the Guru Lupus Warrior. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. She's a champion. So, you know, we're all like old schoolers in yeah. on on, and because we're all old schoolers, we're you know there's a, I guess little communities inside the anchor community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are just groups of people who've clustered together. Yeah. And now that made messaging and everything else so damned hard, it's yeah. I can only call into stations on the app on my phone. Yeah, right. You can't do it on the iPad. Yeah, and I can't do it from the desktop either. So, so what about what about what about this? Because um, um, I don't think I have you as a friend on Messenger, do I? Um, I'm not sure if we are friends on Facebook, are we? I don't think so. And, and it's not meant as an uh, uh, insult to anybody. It's just one of those no, no, things that's that, fine. like... That's fine. I was just going to send you a link. I was just going to send you a link right now because they've changed the way that people can get into calls. So I was... I'm curious as to how it's working on desktop at the moment, and I don't use a desktop. I only use my iPhone. So, well, um, I, I, I don't have an iPhone. I've got an Android phone, which yeah. is also why I used to be able to cheat and make those. Yeah, you made those big ass long letter long. That was cool. I could never do that. That was I was always jealous of that. <laughs> it was an exploit on oh, Android, yeah. and they. So so it was like, oh, well, now I can't call my friends for four or five minutes. I have to get back to the brevity of a minute. And mm-hmm. you know, I spend 20 seconds with good morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It throws a th- that whole call like, in the closet. It's uh, can't do anything with it except say good morning. And then it's like, by that point, I have to say, you know, well, remember, today has been brought to you by Waffles. Yeah. Pancakes leaving you waffles, yeah. the sexy pancake. Yeah, I love that. I stole that straight away. Like, as soon as I heard that when I first got on Anchor, I think I appropriated that. What did I say? I said something. Something different, but it was in response to you, not, like, to steal it. Um, I can't remember what I said, but it was. I left out the bit about waffles leaving you flat, but definitely went went about the, the sexy pancake. I think I called you sexy. Waffles. I think I might have called you Sexy Pancake Man, I think, has that. I think that's what it was. <laughs> oh, you know, whatever it is, it is, you know. <laughs> it, see, Waffles, Waffles, the Sexy Pancake, is really, it was a garbage um, sponsor. It was, you know, one of yeah, those, like, yeah, just filler. Yeah. Pretend I had a sponsor. Yeah. Problem is, is that people have liked it so much that have decided to print a T-shirt. Oh, how much? 
Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, it's probably going to be like $24 or $25 US. Mad, but... mad. Make sure that you tell me what the sizes are because I'll buy one. I'll wear it on stage, mate, for sure. Well, I also have one other person on Anchor who asked me to make one for him and his son. Yeah. And so I'm going to end up also having child sizes available. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely get one for Fia because she'd love it. Um, but it, it'd have to be like a cartoon a cartoon waffle or something. I don't know. My daughter would probably be good at drawing that. It's a waffle um, that's partially folded over like the waffle was actually a blank uh, uh, a a towel. A towel, okay. And, and the head is made from syrup and the legs that are dripping out of the bottom are made from syrup. Sweet, sweet. So it waffles the sexy pancake around mad, it. Mad, mad. That's cool. So when are they coming out? So uh, I'm I'm working with the artist to get it right first, and then after that, it's going to be a matter of like two or three days after that. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely so, save up my dollars after Christmas and get get a couple. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an after Christmas thing. I, I'm going to look to probably start the new year with a T-shirt available about mid-January. Awesome. And then, and then uh, from there, it's uh, I'm gonna start rolling out other uh, weird and unusual non-sponsors. Yeah. Um, to just just to, if nothing else, it'll be an idea for another T-shirt. Another you know? T-shirt. Yeah. Cool. Hey, you could come on my show with all your sponsorships um, and advertise your T-shirts because I've got something I'd like you to sponsor. Pain drain, my pain drain that I make in my soap, um, they're starting to be back in production again because I'm starting to be able to turn over the ingredients and just make small batches again. So um, I make a product called Pain Drain and I make two versions. I make one with cannabinoids in it, but I also make one without that just uses essential oils and base oils that are really good. And it works like as a drawing crib. It's like an all-purpose ointment, but it works on my arthritis. Um, not saying that I don't take yeah. painkillers, but I'm saying it works on the swelling and the... Yeah. I don't take painkillers because my liver and kidneys are shot. Yeah, I'm about to uh, be rudely interrupted on my painkillers again, and it always mucks my brain around. Because so, I've had to take uh, high doses of broadband uh, broad spectrum painkillers for so long that you become immune uh, to them. It, it basically, it, they don't affect me, and they've destroyed my liver and kidneys. Yeah, right. Yeah. So my management is is uh, is marijuana. Oh, That's good. It. Okay. Well, I will. Um... Cannabinoids, um, because I've been told that uh, marijuana is dangerous, no. so I have to stay away from it. But pot and reefer are okay. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, of course. Listen, it's one of the most potent herbs when it comes to healing. But in my cream, I also use stevia and I also use neem powder. Neem is one of the holy trees that the Indians use. Um, and they use it for a lot of things. Like it's, you know, it's a plant. It's an herb. Um, but they, they highly venerate it for swelling and conditions like that. But it also works as an antiseptic and antifungal. So... Basically, wow. I combined all these things, and it's taken me about eight or nine years to perfect these recipes. 
Um, but I've only, the cannabis one is new because I've only just been able to afford to add that. Um, but yeah, the, the oil that I make looks so beautiful. The colour of it is so green. Um, just the regular coloured oil from my regular green herbal infused one from Pain Drain. Um, and then when I've added the cannabinoids to it, I tell you what, I don't need my Oxycontin all the time unless I'm really overdoing it. It it really helps me a yeah. lot. So I'm really excited about this new batch. And um, uh, There's also another one out there um, that I um, tend to use now. I, I don't know if it's available in your end of the world or if they would ship it to you or whatnot. But you may want to check it out. Um, called Real Time Pain Relief. Okay, what's it comprised of? Oh god, there's a whole laundry list, but it's all um, different um, uh, herbs and whatnot that are in a lotion. Yeah, right. Same as that, like I use for my back and. Um, for my lower back especially because I have nine vertebrae that are collapsing. Wow. Far out. So, you seem uh, like you're going through such a hard time. And you, know, you, you sound is... so young. You sound so young. I'm 50. So you are young to be going through all of that at once, definitely. I wasn't supposed to live past 30. Yeah. So, you know, I was told by my pediatrician at 11 years old, I would never see my 30th birthday. What a prescription. Yeah, I really thought that I wasn't going to live past 42 because that's when my dad died. <laughs> um, and I'm 40 now, so I'm running out of time. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the, doctor, the doctor was right. I never saw my 30th birthday. I remember my, part of my 29th birthday. And I woke up about four months after my 31st birthday. Okay. Figuring that it was that, that if I was obliterated during my entire 30th year, I wouldn't notice that I would die. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one way of going about it. And a year and a half later, I was still alive. Yep. Dying. Um... Somebody misdiagnosed something somewhere. Yeah, right. They do that. They have a habit. Doctors have a habit. Medical science has a habit of trying to put people in these extremely small, extremely tight boxes. And people don't fit like that. People are whole beings, and doctors tend to be very short-sighted. If you think about it, see, people like you and many of the women we know on, on Anchor they age like a fine wine. <laughs> All right. I'm aging like milk. <laughs> so you mean you're turning into yogurt and becoming even more useful? Well done. Well, some people would say I'm more useful. I mean, if nothing else, I live by the, the precept that. Um, if you share one smile a day, mm -hmm. um, at least one smile a day, every day for a month, the wave of good that will come from uh -huh. that smile that you've imparted to others. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Will have a greater effect 
than most human services agencies will have in six months to a year. Yeah, I agree with you right there. That's, that's the philosophy to live by. I live by the fact that if I see somebody who's got a frown, I'm going to crack a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make them uncomfortable enough where they have to giggle. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, not the, not the bad kind of uncomfortable, but where they have to give up the ghosts on being such cranky pants. Yep, yep, and, yep. Perfect. And I've done that all, all my days, every, as long as I can remember. You know, I was the class clown. I was the, you know, all, all the things that, um, the class clown, that's what ADHD used to be diagnosed as. Right, oh, yeah, right. It's just the class clown. He just can't settle down. That's what ADHD used to be called before right. it became a disease mm-hmm. and a, a function and a difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't have malfunctions um well actually i might now because i have a i have probably half a million dollars worth of mechanical parts of me wow so, uh yeah i've i've i'm i am literally i i look at uh steve austin the six million dollar man yeah and i bullshit yeah right <laughs> uh, a human with bionics and whatnot yeah. Even in the eighties, for six million dollars, six million dollars back in the eighties sounded like a lot of money. It did, but like, yeah, it's not medically. Million. Medically, six million dollars is nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's like once you've gone through like just putting just the equipment to put that man together, you're talking a half billion dollars worth of gear he's got in him. You know, uh, they wouldn't let him run around off the reservation why yeah no way yeah exactly right yeah and you do start to that's the thing about television isn't it i've started to take it a little bit too seriously sometimes and go no way man i'll start arguing with it as i get older i'm just going nah tv is bunk like that's crap like that's utter crap and a lot of the writing is really crappy now so it's like once they dump that much money into you they don't want to run around and possibly damage it right no, you're not even allowed to be awake or asleep at the times when you're not allowed to be. <laughs> so, so I mean, you couldn't even have a girlfriend on the side. Never yeah, mind right. how they decided to hook him up with the only other person in the world with that much of the, you know, super bionics in him. <laughs> the wonder couple, you know, I can't imagine, though, like, vigorous sex between them would be, like, tremendous, <laughs> you know, Oh, I forget the synopsis of the program. I just know the vague reference because I was so young when when it was on. Um, but I know, you know, we can fix him. We can build him. Six million dollar man. And yes, I had a six million dollar man uh, 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 lunchbox. Okay. Um, I no longer have it, but I used to have it when I was a kid. And I had a, uh, you know, my sister had the 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 Wonder Woman uh, lunchbox, and she also had a Bionic Woman. Uh, uh, lunchbox. Cool. Um, that was my childhood when things were blissful, not but all right. <laughs> yeah, but it Jeez, that so, must have been really challenging for you growing up, Michael, like that with all of those physical things and that hanging over just, your head, and then your parents as well. That must have been really difficult. It didn't start happening until I was actually 33. 
was my first open heart surgery. Right. 2.33, I was told I was a weakling child. Right. Okay. And then I asked the world to prove it. Mm-hmm. And when I was 33, I was still capable of holding a 1,200-pound beam over my head while I had my other hand working the hammer drill to mm-hmm. lock the lag bolt in place. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I was tremendously strong, and, and I had a 52-inch chest and a 32-inch waist. Sorry, the you know, numbers mean nothing to me. I'm a bit dense when it comes to numbers. Um, but uh, you're telling me you were toned and fit and you could lift a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> was still 20 inches larger than my waist. All right, so I would look like one of those upside-down triangles, you know, where broad at the shoulders, narrow at the waist. So you look like and, a bodybuilder, you reckon? Yeah, when I was a kid, I was I I, I almost uh, could have pulled off Adonis when I was okay. seventeen. Cool. I had the perfect chest, an eight pack ab, and um, you know, eighteen, nineteen inch arms, hair to my elbow, and two and a half inches of beard. So I looked, you know, like a Greek god. So when did when did you when did you, when did you are you, so you're a practicing Jehovah's Witness now? Did you say or? Not yeah, well, I try, but the fact is, because I smoke pot, I will never. Right. Okay. Uh, just with the core of Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. But okay. the fact is, is that I do believe that you know Jehovah God was the creator of the universe, and yada, you know, all the thing. Uh, I I believe alongside what other Jehovah's Witnesses believe. Okay. Uh, but I know that I am falling short. We all, fall short. we all fall short of the glory of God. That is one of the things that's in the Bible, in every version of the Bible. Uh, well, I'm falling short on my responsibilities, though. Mm-hmm. I don't fall short of the glory of God because we're all flawed. Okay, we, we that's all, fine. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But, but, the, but the fact is, is that I try... Uh, I usually end up trying people's patience, but, you know, I try. <laughs> yeah, right. Same here. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, you know, sitting there and I have to remember the uh, the line, my favorite line from a, a song called uh, Existential Blues. Okay. Uh, it was old Dr. Demento song. And uh, the, the line that I love to remember is, I'd rather have bodily in front of me than have a frontal lobotomy. So, <laughs> sing it again, sing it again, Sam. Uh, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than have a frontal lobotomy. Oh, that's yes. so funny. That's awesome. And what song is that from? Existential Blues. Um, yeah, it's it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh, God, you I hate YouTube. Fun. I hate YouTube so badly. Um, uh, well, you probably also... I don't know. Do you have, like, um, uh, bandwidth limitations where you're at? or? No, I've got an unlimited plan at the moment, which is great. Um, when I go on that bandwidth, I'm usually away from home or um, thinking I might have to get my finances readjusted and cut, cut the cable down. But for me, 
it's really a coping strategy to have that internet because all of the whole family has the mental health stuff. And then the daughter's got school to do, which they do online now. Um, you know, most of their homework is mostly done by online. So we really do need the Wi-Fi, which is, you know, it used to be that at, when I was growing up, if you needed to do a school project, you had to go to the library. And if you didn't go to the library and do your school project, you got in trouble. Well, these days, your teacher gives you the stuff and it's online and you've just got to look at it and then fill out a report. And then if you don't submit your stuff, they still let you graduate the year as long as you turn up. Hmm. So. I have to say, yeah, schooling has gotten much different since I was mm -hmm. a kid. Yeah, me too. You know, um, it, there's so much, there's also so much I never learned in school. Oh, you don't, but school's only about the basics, really. It's only supposed to be that's about why, the real that's basics. Why I really push um, two. <clears throat> Primarily two, but several actually avenues. Um, I go with Skillshare, and I do pay the monthly uh, <clears throat> monthly to to uh, uh, utilize the classes there. Right. Um, and there's a lot of stuff, especially uh, for creatives and stuff. Cool. Um, there's a lot of information on Skillshare.com. But the other one I go to is edX.org. That's E-D-X.org. And they, edX.org is a clearinghouse for um, classes from a, uh, a number of the Ivy League colleges. Do they have any political sciences and how much are they? <laughs> I'm not sure on political science, but I know they have everything from, you know, computers and, and I think they have some political science. I'm not sure, but there's all Ivy League level college stuff. All right. Cool. And you can take the class, you pay to take the class and you can get the certificate that says you've, you know, passed the course. Um, or... Huh, you can just audit the class for free. Yeah, right. Oh, cool. That's what I wanted to do here at TAFE the other year because I wasn't ready to attend and they wouldn't let me. I was like, man, I only need to kick up four classes. Just let me see if I can handle it. No, nah, you have to pay me wrong with me. And I'm like, far out for a government agency. You guys so that's when you go to the, the professors and ask them if you can audit their class. And I never thought about yes. asking, but most of the professors, the one that I spoke to was like, no, we're really struggling for enrollment and you can't do the course unless you're willing to complete the whole course. Last time I checked for my music course, um, I, I'm in, incapable of completing it now because they've changed the course. They did that about three years after I'd half completed it. Um, so I wasn't <laughs> able to go back. And then after they changed the framework, then they privatised TAFE a bit as well and took away a lot of classes. So the music department at Marimba TAFE, if anyone wants to go study music at Marimba TAFE, um, they are kind of after people who are really serious about wanting a music industry career and wanting to learn music from the ground up. And it's a really great campus with really great teachers. Was when I was there anyway, and I was there twice trying to finish this God, gosh darn certificate. Yeah. Well, you know, if uh, auditing, I you to 
you know, get the credit for your, uh, for, for uh, actually receiving. Yeah, but at this point, all I want is the knowledge. All I want is the but knowledge. Yeah. If you're just looking to put it in your head, yeah. then uh, edX.org is a great place to find classes that you can audit for free. All right, good. You know, I'm talking about classes that are, you know, five hundred dollars for right. uh uh you know a two credit hour course. Cool. You know, but you can pull an audit on the class for free. And just put that, that stuff inside your skull. and Yeah, then, exactly. As much as what will fit, yeah. It, it, then you can say, yes, I've taken the appropriate classes and whatnot. I understand all of this information. It's um, because nowadays most employers don't give a hoot what your education says you can do. Yeah, it's only a skill-based workforce now. Yeah. Yeah, very so, much. So, if you can't accomplish the task, then it doesn't matter how much you know if you can't apply it. That's right. Yeah. You know, most employers nowadays are like disinterested. Yeah. But if you can apply the knowledge that you don't have on paper, but you have it in your skull, yeah. you know, then they, they seem to appreciate that. Yeah, right. I don't know why, you know. Hmm. They, they, employers like people who can do the job. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, Michael, do me a favor. Um, can you can you email me at condensation at gmail dot com? Sure, sure, sure. Cool, because I don't really trust Anchor to stay alive and well, because I don't trust Facebook either. I don't trust any of them really. Um, and. I was just listening to an article this morning that was like, why we should kill Facebook too. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we actually should because it's a beast. But a lot of the things I do are online and I, I like to have backups because I am old school. And I did, I studied computers back when computers were still 486586. And um, I remember my, uh, when my computer came in parts. Yeah, we used um, to. My dad bought bought us our first one in a kit. So, but uh, in fact, I I still have a computer that has a three eighty six um, enhanced uh, uh, CPU. You've still got a working three eight six. Is it working? Yes, and it runs, uh, and it runs, uh, 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 Oregon Trail. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> it runs the game Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Um, okay, I don't, I don't know that game, but I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a game that when you play it, you eventually die of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter would love that game. She's got such yeah, a sense of humor. Yeah, as, as most people who play Oregon Trail died of history. <laughs> Oregon Trail died of dysentery. I'm laughing too hard to get let you come through. Oh gosh. Well, so let's see. Let's see. So let me bring up my thingy here so I can 
MLU. And it'll come from uh, Illuminarchy at Gmail. Cool. Uh, Good stuff. That's the name of my publishing company. Publishing so, What have you got out? Yeah. Have you got a book out? I used to. It was a role-playing game, tabletop role-playing game. Oh, mad. Um, that's cool. I, I, uh, that was 20 years ago. And well, have you still I got still any? I still own the company, and I still own the, the, the base game. I just want to uh, refurbish it to bring it up to modern standards have changed a few things about the way I like to play games so cool. let's see let's see. go to compose because if I don't do it right now I know I will You'll forget, forget. yeah we're, we're the same Lulu and I'm very forget immediate if you don't do it straight away it doesn't get done love um, but then by the same token you can only do what you can do in the moment so it's a bit of a juggling act yes it's uh, S-H-U-N, right? Condensation. Shun. Yep, shun. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, man, we've just uh, done the cockroach bombs around here, and there's bloody roaches running around at this time of the morning everywhere. It's like... <laughs> It's like, even when you leave the lights on, they're running around because they're all dying from the chemicals. So I wonder what that chemical is doing to my brain at the moment. Uh, yeah, you know, they really don't like, uh, roaches really don't like borax. Mm. Uh, the old, uh, what was it, nine mule team borax? Okay. Uh, they really don't like that stuff. What do you it do with it? drives them away. What, in water? Yeah, just lay it out, just lay it out like along the edge of uh, the, a room or whatnot where you don't want them coming into the kitchen. You just put around the edge of the kitchen, like the back of the cabinets, you sprinkle on it. And then they won't, uh, they won't find the dark places to come creeping along because okay. they'll grab yeah. some of the borax, they'll yeah. bring it back to their, their nest and yeah. it'll kill the nest. Oh, cool. Right. All right. Good. Um, that's good to know. I know, I know you'll, you'll know this one is uh, from me because the uh, title will be way too clearly me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know that's me. I don't know how you'll know it's not. <laughs> okay, now I have to go check my Gmail if, if it hasn't been shuffled off my phone. My phone is so small, oh. I need a bigger one. So I'm learning how to use the Gmail. Um, at the yeah. moment. Okay, hang on, it hasn't come through. Oh, I see it. A E. Which one am I looking at? And I will send it off right now. It's oh, okay, bang. Cool. All right. uh, it's, it's off to you. I've got to upgrade this phone, and I don't want to really leave the Apple ecosystem but I do want to, so I'm in two minds of what to do. Can't really afford a phone upgrade, even a plan upgrade at the moment. So, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, you know you know my good morning. <laughs> yeah, I did know it was you straight away. Um, 
cool. All right. Well, now I've got you. I've got you in my Gmail. I, I, um, I'm terrible with passwords and accounts and stuff. And, and lately, because I've been sick, upgrading my technology is a big no-no. Like the doctors have said to me, just don't even try it. And Apple always chooses my sickest time of year to release their biggest updates. It's bloody ridiculous. And they do it on purpose. And it makes me angry because they do it so that everyone's phone slows down all at once. So they sell more units every Christmas. Yeah. It's strategic and it shits me because back in the days of computers, you could trust that if an application was built, it worked and it remained stable. Otherwise, they wouldn't release it because otherwise no one would ever buy their bloody apps ever again. Um, uh-huh. And these days with the, with the shelf life of apps, because applications were a longer based project than an app is, in apps they think very short term, you know, and they're thinking in rounds of funding, not in years of longevity of a company. You know, yeah, sure, they think of yeah. brand and developing brand and building a brand around something, but apps are so fleeting compared to programs, eh? But even even programs, you know, they, they learned early that uh, they could train the user into a replacement cycle. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they did it gently, not like every five seconds. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're Apple. Apple's becoming evil. You know, now that Steve Jobs is dead. Yeah, I know. It makes me annoyed. And quite honestly, I'll tell you, I speak to Steve and I ask him, did you know about the link between the cancer and like, did it cause your brain cancer and were you feeling pussy about that? And I ask him, are you upset about what they've done to your company and how they're working it? And, um, and, and the both answers were yes, that I got. Yeah. Yeah. I is. It's sad, mm. but you know, it's just, it just is, it just mm-hmm. is. That's a, mm-hmm deal with is is either either the fact is um how, how do they like to say it is if you if you're um a hero in your youth you will live long enough to become the villain oh that's a good thing too that's a and good thing fact too, is, I, I have to say it uh, i don't entirely agree with that because um well, honestly, uh, I have fought all my life to be as good a man as I could possibly be. Yeah. You know, and, and I try not to hurt anybody. Now, I was a bodyguard for 15 years, so there are people I've hurt. That takes some doing, yeah. There are people I've hurt. Yeah, yeah. But people who deserved it because they took action against somebody under my protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is where they made the first major mistake. Yeah. Is they picked somebody under my protection. Yeah. And I refuse to give up until the job is done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've been st- stabbed three times, shot three times. By twenty six cars, three pickup trucks, two vans. Jeez, I don't believe in luck, but you're a lucky one, aren't you? Uh, you know, you know something. It's all in a matter of. It's all in the, You say lucky. I, I don't think I'm lucky. No, I, think I, it's I, all I, I don't believe in luck. Was how I prefaced it, but yeah, um, like you know, according well, to 
not believing in luck. It's the fact that I don't think I'm lucky. I think it's about the way it's worded. People say, you know, I'm so big, you should be easy to miss. And I said, no, no, no. See, that's where you're, you're, you're wrong is because I'm so big, I'm a good target. Target, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, well, man, you know, you're hard to miss. And I said, there's the point. I'm hard to yeah, miss. Exactly. It's like a near miss. A near it miss. takes yeah, effort. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's effort to miss me, and most people are lazy. <laughs> most people are extremely lazy and efficient and all that. Oh, you're hilarious, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm funny, but looks aren't everything. <laughs> uh, well, we have we have the God Adonis from before, and we have this is a lovely visual for my listeners because we've got we've got the God Adonis who. Is turned into yogurt and become very useful. And and now, at one point, I had the body of a demigod, Adonis, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, I, I I grew up and I I grew up to have the body of a god, Ganesh. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Oh, man, that's so funny because at the moment I'm a size 18 and it's like I've gone in three weeks because of all these med changes. I've gone from a size 12 to a 14 to an 18 in the span of like eight to 16 weeks. Like, And it's ridiculous. Every day I wake up, my body is a different size because my stomach is so full of bloat and I'm just so sick from all these meds. Um, it's not funny. And it's like my body is pregnant. It's doing the whole sick in the morning, can't really eat things, vomiting, headaches, um, breast milk, the whole lot is from medication. Wow. I am so sorry. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Most people think it's not a big deal, but it really is because for me, pregnancy caused trauma a lot. Anything. Any medication causes something. Yeah. It's really... Other than a fix, if it doesn't cause a fix, then then it's I I hate it because I've there are a lot of medications I will not take. Mm-hmm. And what's bad is like I have um the diagnosis they throw at me other <laughs> than broad PTSD is schizoaffective bipolar type. Right, so okay. I'm 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 probably not diagnosed as well as you. Um, I'm diagnosed a bit more shoddily than you, but I'm going for a rediagnosis soon. I'm looking for a new shrink. Well, the the schizoaffective bipolar type is I'm bipolar, except that I also have um, hallucinations. Yeah, so do I. Um, at times, very bad ones. And, and, and so. And sometimes it's sometimes very dread ones, and sometimes very difficult ones, sometimes very all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I I understand thoroughly. Um, Most people don't. I I tell them it's like you're fortunate. Your world is not as occupied as Mm -hmm. my world is. Mm -hmm. And they would be like, we both live on the same world. It's like 
Yes, but you don't have six angry ferrets running around in the back of your head doing stage shows all fucking day. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You must really like my songs and actually like my songs because a lot of them are about that kind of stuff, you know, and I do that kind of stuff in my music to kind of show, try and communicate to people what it's like to have that multiple streams running in your head at all times, half of it from PTSD and half of it real, and then the other half is paranoia. <laughs> and how do you get three halves together? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Uh, well, it takes three halves to make a hole, right? Yeah, right, yeah. And all that. Oh, man, it's foggy out here this morning. It's lovely. My gosh. Uh, I don't know about it being lovely out here. This morning it was brisk. This is brisk. But I'm living in Montana now. So, um, so what's the weather? Well, this morning it was 14 degrees. Uh, uh, Fahrenheit, which... Well, it's still below freezing. Mm-hmm. It's 20 degrees, you know, almost 20 degrees Fahrenheit below freezing. So, okay. you know, you get outside and it's like, oh, it's kind of cool. And you're outside for like 20 seconds and you're like, fuck this, it's cold. <laughs> this sky we're oh, looking at, this sky. degree change in the temperature from like, oh, fuck too cold to stand here to I can handle this for five minutes when you're in the sunlight. Right, yeah. Like the direct sunlight makes that much of a difference. You yeah. know you're somewhere fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right now um, it's fucking cold. But, but, oh actually I don't know about right now. Right now it looks really pretty. And you couldn't tell that winter was here yet. Um because there you can still see the grass again. Because mm-hmm. the snow has receded from last week. I've already had snow uh, like six or seven times this year. Cool. You know, so it's, uh, you know, this winter, I should say. I, I had I had uh, snow on the ground where it covered the grass uh, before October 31st. Okay, that's unusual, so, is it, or...? For here, it's not unusual. That's about within six days of when winter, full-on winter hit. But a lot of people don't realize that winter comes here in stages. It's here for about six months, where it's generally cold. But we get these fits of spring in the middle. Yeah. Just enough of a break. Two days where it's pleasant enough to actually go out without a jacket. Oh, hang on. I know where Montana is. I've read bad romances written about Montana and good ones. Um, okay. I've, I'm familiar now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Western-ish. Like, I'm right next to Idaho, which right. is that tall, skinny state. You know, one that has a real long pipe up the top. It's attached to the western side of Montana. And I'm in about southern central Montana. Okay. Um, Bozeman. Okay, cool. Uh, real close to Big Sky. But the one thing I do love about here is we're not so heavily populated that the local town, like, casts um, uh, enough light that, oh, so you can still see the stars. You can still see the stars. I can see, see all the stars. Like oh, I, wow. I can 
step out on my on my balcony at night and and we can see the edge of the solar system. Wow. With our my, bare eye. my mom and I were talking the other day, funnily enough, and we talk a lot. My my husband and two children have gone to visit Earth for the Christmas part. Um, at the moment I'm not well enough to go to my mom. But um yeah, we were talking the other day on the phone and she says, Well we talk through the saucepan. I'm like what do you mean, Mum? <laughs> and she goes, "You, when I look up at the sky and I see the saucepan, that's when I look at you and I think of you and I talk to you." I said, "Oh, cool." I said, "Cause we actually do talk through the saucepan." I said, "Cause I usually ring you when I'm having a lot of trouble with pain, and by the time I'm finished talking to you, you're really sore. <laughs> so it really is a saucepan." Well, the funny thing is, is like um, I I can't see the. Um... We can see so many stars that I can't see the constellations. Wow, amazing! You should take some pictures. It, I, I'll, I'll try. I'll have to wait for a good clear night and take a take a nice uh, night sky picture. Because you can change it, up it, your cover art in you can change up your cover art in Anchor now, like for every episode if you want. And it looks nice on it. It looks nice on Spotify too. The cover art as you're going through the episodes. Um, the cover art changes, so it's kind of like a moving video. It looks nice on Spotify. I'll give Spotify that. It does well for podcasts. And there's no ads in podcasts on Spotify unless you put them there. Uh, so it's a good free platform to give people the link for because it works pretty well and it's pretty consistent for the Anchor podcast. Because giving people the Anchor link sometimes... I a lot of music, and my music is not, you know... Uh free um it's just music that i scavenged off the internet yeah and you know there's a a a point where uh um you know i can't monetize yeah no you you can't monetize that and if you do you're in trouble you're gonna get sued and you could probably get sued anyway but not at this juncture Podcasts haven't been put that's under. That's why I don't monetize it. All I do is I play it. Yeah. And give you know proper credit to the to the artist. Yeah. And then I you know I let it play and that's it. Now I'm gonna be changing up my station soon because I'm working with a friend of mine who used to uh, do some. A recording work and you know he used to be a recording artist and he's going to help me find new artists yeah cool. they're not well known well i can help you with that too because um a lot of my mates and i on facebook we've got big networks of musos who have heaps of different types of stuff to release and some of it is top notch top notch top quality um, and really ought to be on radio, but radio doesn't really play new artists anymore. Uh, I don't really get that. Uh, so, so the the thing is, is that I'm looking to add like newer music. Yeah, I'm still play oldies and uh, what I call the uh, my favorites of my uh, guilty pleasures. Yeah, um, but I'm going to add into it uh, a showcase of like five or eight or ten songs of other people, you know, newer awesome. musician stuff. Uh, and I'm also going to include 
a little bit more of me talking. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be great. More segues and stuff and a few more little articles. You should have me on your show, Michael. I'd be fine. I would love to. In fact, does both sides of a call on Anchor get the recording or just one side? No, but I'm happy to export this and send it to you, but we better get off because it's going to be a huge file. Okay, that's fine. Just don't talk to me because I know I need to probably need to be edited up anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, yeah, well, I'll, well, I'll put it in the email and um, and I'll publish it on my on my station pretty short, pretty shortly. Feel free, feel free, and you know, just know that I'm uh, I'm always here if you'd like to talk. If you just need someone to talk to, because. Uh, I have a great deal of time on my hands, as long as it's not late at night here, because at night I am asleep usually. <laughs> yeah, well, I've started to get in the habit of knowing now, after three years, when the appropriate times are and basically where people are at. But if I ever forget where you're at, I'm sorry, because <laughs> I have friends that I've talked to. Few people, there are a few people that um, I would outright tolerate um, a call from at a weird hour and they're the people who run in our circle of friends you know yeah. um, everybody they, they, all, of, all of our friends all the people we tend to associate <laughs> with because back when Anchor was a more social platform yeah that's how you did things <laughs> then they supported each other all the damn time. I'm sad that I don't listen to KT more. I should. Have you listened to the Creators Council station yet? Uh, no, I haven't. You should have a, give, give that a listen because Maria and I have been on there doing some chats about Anchor and trying to kind of um, say what the positives and negatives are with the updates and with the different things so that new users can get some experienced users on board and help and and sending questions and stuff. KT's brainchild it was. Um, Kevin Tarsh. Well, you know, KT's, you know, he's got a lot of a uh, lot of stuff on his plate. Yeah, so we're, I know, I we're all getting on there. Intro's thing for a while. Yeah, well, so. um, I haven't been listening to him for a little while because he talks a lot of sports and I'm really not into sports. Um, I'm into language. Really not- it's not that's that particular item is not my float, but I do like talking to him. Yeah, I, right. I I've never had the opportunity to speak with him like this. So, well, I'm, I'm thankful that you chose me of all the people you had to call. You know, yeah, well, Maria, Maria, and I just had a call, so you'll be in the show with Maria because um, we just had a call, and so then there'll be you. And then I might just play some music and then that'll be that, I think. Well, you know, this call alone could probably make it through. <laughs> yeah, well, but it that's... probably would. It probably would, but I'm too lazy. So if people want to listen as far as they listen or they want to scroll, they can scroll. If they want to look me up and hook up later, they can do so. If not, you know, it's up to people. People do what they want to do. Well, then uh, I'll look forward to the recording forwarded my way and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Bye, um, and I'll have an excellent day.
I will. And a, uh, a wonderful evening, and I will uh, talk to you soon. Yes. But just will. remember, just remember that always, I wish you uh Legend, I tell you what, legend, I tell you what, get that heart pumping, keep it pumping, keep it going in style. All right, I'll talk to you later, Michael. I'll talk to you later. Have See a ya. great day. You too, mate. Bye.